This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. This is news laundry hafta. I'm your host Abhinandan Sekri. Thank you so much for joining us. I will introduce the panel but before I do that, I have my usual suggestion to you to please subscribe and keep news independent because when the public pays, the public is served. and when corporations pay corporations are served do keep news independent by subscribing to the news organization of your choice we hope it's news laundry on the panel today madhu trehan hi madhu hi anand vardhan hi anand ranganathan hello and manisha pande hello joining us on the phone line is samrat who does not use his surname why don't you use your surname samrat long story bye I lost it uh, in a in an argument over caste and caste surnames. Nice. So ever since you dropped it, so you won the argument, I guess. It was long ago. It was about reservation, and it was carried out uh, partly in the pages of the Hindustan Times uh, uh, with uh, Sitaram Yachuri. Oh, so you were like writing counter against each other? Is that right? Is that how it went? No, you know, I had written a, a, a rather. Uh, provocative uh, column. I used to write a satire column at the time for the Hindustan Times edit page uh, called Columnist, and so I had written a satirical piece, uh, wondering why even the communists, who technically are not supposed to believe in anything other than class, seem over here to be, you know, quite uh, enamored of caste as well. So he had responded. So so that had sort of led into discussions about caste and caste surnames. I see. So, just to introduce you to the rest of our audience, Samrat is a columnist for New uh, News Laundry, as many of you may know. He is an engineer who turned journalist. You've also written a book, Samrat. Yes. Bef- before you wrote a the, novel, a novel, uh, and you have been with the Sunday Hindustan Times, the Asian Age, the New Indian Express. And now you have moved back to Shillong, which is your hometown. Is that right? Yes, yes. You're working on another book there. Yeah, this time I'm working on a non-fiction book on the north. I see. All right. Lots happened last week. For one, Justin Bieber performed. <laughs> Why is everyone looking at me like I'm demented? So happy. <laughs> I really don't care. Okay. Amar Singh attended. It does not touch my life. Amar, I just Amar Singh attended. I read on Twitter. Amar Singh attended. I read on Twitter. But who's with him? I don't know किसके साथ but he was I'm a believer like <laughs> dude I I just I think Amar Singh make fun of him all you like the man rocks Justin Bieber concert think about it cool okay meanwhile Kapil Mishra of the Amadi cool. party sorry I didn't say cool <laughs> cool is the most uncool thing to say ah uh, Kapil Mishra of the Amadi party Narendra Kejriwal going at each other as we speak Kapil of is sitting of the erstwhile Amadi party I think why now what is it Has he not been removed from the party? No, no, he's no, no. suspended. Still there. Yeah, uh, he's sitting in, on hunger strike as we speak. This <laughs> is uh, regarding some two crore bribe that he says he saw Arvind Kejriwal take from Arvind Kejriwal minister. The EVM, then the demonstration, the Delhi Assembly that the country watched wrapped. I don't know how many channels were running it live of uh, EVM machine being hacked by a member of the Aam Aadmi Party. Then India takes Kulbushan Yadav case to the International Court of Justice and wins. Um, and I would just like to know if someone on the panel can enlighten us. What if Pakistan doesn't obey this order? W- what are the repercussions then? Then Republic launched finally. 
Yes. Arnav Goswami is on air and we've put out a video welcoming him. We missed you Arnav. Welcome back. Supreme Court sentences justice yeah Kanan to 6 months for contempt bars media from reporting on his judgments. This is the funniest case in long time. And Madhu uh, you've been held up for contempt once so maybe we should give it another shot and report on justice. I'm ready. Okay, great. Mother's But though really the Indian Express uh, kind of flouted this, right? Because the next day they had a report with his quotes. So I don't know. Did they? Yeah, they had a report today, with India his. India Today has reported that he's crossed national boundaries. So it's like bara bara mulko ki police ko dhoon rahi hai. Not reporting about judgment, but you can report his quotes. Yeah, okay, but not on this, not on his court, on the Supreme Court. They not barred judgment him. on. He is still free to pronounce judgments. Listen, just what do they what do they think that when they behave badly, the judges behave badly with each other, then they say, please don't tell anyone. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't buy it. We yeah. will report it. Yeah, and we must. The judgments that he has already pronounced. There those may be very funny bits in it, so you cannot. Uh, oh, I see. So those are the old ones that they. Is that right? Those are the old ones. Okay. So then the caste-related violence breaks out in Saharanpur. Apparently, the third breakout in twenty days. Uh, we will give be bringing you on-ground report. We have a reporter who has gone there to figure out what exactly is happening. Supreme Court holds Vijay Malia guilty of contempt. Well, that's least of his problems. He has <laughs> bigger problems. <laughs> and uh, Lalu Prasad really Yadav to face trial for criminal conspiracy in the fraud scam. Irish police halt investigation of Stephen Fry for blasphemy. We've discussed this last time. Anand, I just thought we'd mention this because sense has prevailed over there. That's a lovely yeah. story. Yeah. Uh, and you know the reason that they have withdrawn the case is also very interesting. Yes. But we'll discuss that. Mm. Uh, and of course, Kashmir, which is on boil again. There was a horrific killing of an Indian uh, army uh, soldier. who had gone on leave for a wedding who's kashmiri and while on leave he was abducted and murdered by militants uh, and that is that has led to much uh, outrage i'm hoping um, we will have some peace re- return to kashmir but for now it seems very unlikely on that there was a story of stone pelting during this soldier's funeral which we found out was true and that tweet was shared by uh, members of parliament and journalists because it had originated from somewhere and then it has been covered by mainstream CNN, media yeah. and on mainstream media quotes that I have a confession that, to make yes i retweeted it from that economic times uh, reporter see i've also retweeted yeah but what do you do i mean yes, yes. you can retweet it because somebody's reported on it you you don't assume that they're just going to go yeah. on the basis of a rumor that's the thing you yeah. know i retweet a lot I of reports this morning yeah. i forgot i retweeted it but when you repeat retweet a report you're assuming that a news organization with resources has not gone on the basis of a tweet hmm. you know so yeah. that's a tricky one we'll discuss that so uh, and we have two very nice letters from our subscribers mother what do you want to start with With Stephen Fry. Okay, let's get that out of the way. So, tell our audience what happened. Well, Stephen Fry was being interviewed by someone in Ireland, a venerable, uh, dignified old man, and he was questioned about God. And Stephen Fry's response was, "He's uh, he asked him, what will you tell God when you reach the pearly gates?" So he said, his first words were. bone cancer in children that's a god mm-hmm. and he said basically i'm paraphrasing that 
if there is a God who is so vindictive and so mean and causing so much pain and misery all over the world, that's, I can't accept it, basically. Hmm. And um, so he said, well, maybe you won't get in the pearly gates. So he says, maybe I don't want to get into the, that kind of a pearly gate. So then there were some, uh, when it was um, aired, there were there was a you know Ireland it's a Catholic country and mm. so it's really serious so everybody w- with uh, a population of Delhi public school yes mm. so, <laughs> so it basically there was a little a big buzz against it and then the police went uh, decided to take action but they have a law that they can only take action if enough people object to a statement. Mm. And nobody objected and to there it. Weren't <laughs> there outraged. weren't enough people. There weren't enough people to that be outraged. Is what was beautiful. Yeah, that is what's the lovely story. They say, he wants to say it. Let him say it. Who cares? Yeah. Now, that on that is where I think you know, for me, was the real clincher. I had tweeted saying, "Yar, chahiye to hamare yahan se le jao." So he's he said, "You expect me to go down on my knees and thank a god who perpetuates so much of pain and misery in this world?" No. So is your uh, I I uh, are you atheist or do you believe in God? Agnostic. You're agnostic. Okay, you're atheist. Anand, yeah. Madhu's Buddhist. Say... Which be, Buddhist base? Uh, well, born a Hindu, I do practice Arya Samaji Hinduism. Mm. But in everyday life, I'm a practicing Buddhist, which means you keep practicing until you get it right. You never really get it right. But I, and Buddhism does not believe in, in God. God. Okay. Doesn't uh, believe in soul also. Yeah. And, uh, sorry, Ranga? No, I was saying that um, before Darwin and before Hubble, you could be forgiven for being an agnostic. <laughs> but not after that. Okay. You're either an atheist or an... Okay, Mr. Scientist. Pa- I am an and absolute Pandiji? believer. I believe in all... Believer or believer? I'm a believer. I believe in Ram, Krishna, Shivji, Hanuman, all sorts of... Okay. No, I'm I, very I'm, classical. I'm not that far down. I believe in God, but yeah, not like... Her. I believe in all uh, Yamraj do you believe in Yamraj yeah. you believe in God I believe uh, in Sapur, Abhinandan. I'm like really surprised okay well anyway we've discussed before so now are you are, so it's three against two no it's three against three Madhu Anand Anand let's ask Samrat Samrat do you believe in God um, I call myself an agnostic okay Culturally Hindu but otherwise agnostic okay so there's four versus three because there's Samrat, there's Anand, there's Anand, there's Madhu, and then there's uh, Manisha, there's me, and there's God. No, but I'm the only. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> so we win. No, but uh, no, hang on. There's a big difference between an atheist and an agnostic. Right. So you have concluded. I cannot be put into this category okay. of agnostic. <laughs> I'm not so strict. That I don't is care. That's true. Okay. So um, okay, now that we have that out of the way, can we just uh, speak on the launch of the? channel that happened uh, this week um, which one Republic. there was a channel that <laughs> there was there a channel, was a channel that launched come on gosh not really <laughs> uh, we put out how a did video. I miss it Republic <laughs> TV uh, Republic TV so let's start with the guest Samrat did you watch much of it this week did you watch any of the shows uh, 9 to 12 12 to 3 3 to I, uh, I thought bits of it I can't say that I sort of spent a lot of time watching it I happened to be in Guwahati when it was launching, so I had the pleasure of watching it in, uh, you know, watching the launch in Arnab's hometown. Oh, yes. <laughs> How symbolic. So, uh, it was quite interesting. Uh, the sort of local reaction over there, the house I was staying in was this Assamese family. 
and uh, you know they they sort of introduced the thing as oh you know Colonel Goswami's son has started a channel and uh, <laughs> so father's an army officer oh i see okay okay like that um and what do you think is it what you expected it to be so well when i heard it was going to launch i think uh, there there was initially some talk that it was going to be a global channel and so i did harbor some fond hopes that you know anna would sort of go back to being the oxford sophisticated wagera wagera and come up with a serious global channel but i suppose i was hoping for too much uh, i guess this is like news news are taken into 24 hours well that makes you and madhu because i remember madhu during this whole build up she was saying no no you know he is going to change the game again now everyone started mm-hmm. copying him he is going to become a proper journalist yeah i was very optimistic madhu, <laughs> madhu the eternal optimist well that's mm-hmm. what i think makes sure that madhu's always remains yeah but yeah. you know he can still make it a global channel um, like uh, cnn is in every hotel room and uh, now russia today is also in a lot of putin's propaganda arm is also in a lot of hotel rooms so if he can get republic in a lot of hotel rooms but i don't think <laughs> i know i know that's his aim that's his ambition but i think he is not taken into account uh actually the business and this and the cost side of that that's huge i think there's so a reason he hasn't taken that world, into account to to the distribute around the world which z news and z tv and ndtv and india today channel have all tried it hmm. and it's not that simple yeah um mr vardhan what did you business think did you watch it yes first in global i think i posed this question in a piece that i wrote that whether it would be global in terms of its reach or content hmm. so obviously it is not global in terms of its content because yeah. there is no international news co- coverage it is not an in equivalent to middle east al jazeera or something like second part is means there are two issues that uh, have uh, contributed to the criticism it has drawn first is the ownership one whether it's an agenda driven one it is but uh, um, that would not stop i think it's mainstreaming because a lot of uh, mainstream media houses like hindustan times uh, began with akali movement then they were Congress, J.D. Uh, uh, Birla made it. Uh, his close ties with the Congress made, and also in the South, made, made, there's made, so made many channels. Extension of so, and uh, Kushwan Singh in his autobiography writes that Sanjay Gandhi offered him either the High Commissioner's post in UK, that is, uh, ambassadorial position in a Commonwealth country, or the editorship of Hindustan Times. <laughs> <laughs> so so he so he opted for uh, Hindustan Times uh, editorship so that was the hold that congress had over Hindustan Times you know that uh, the uh, fact that uh, the Hindustan Times and uh, for that matter even the Asian Age had some uh, you know some soft corner for the congress was something that uh, lot of us knew you know and because we worked in those newspapers and there were holy cows and we knew that Yeah, and not just soft corners. I think the Asian Age had an ownership of a member of parliament. But yeah, carry on. So, and that's definitely yeah. in the South. There are many channels that have direct ownership of people associated parties. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, now, the, one was the ownership issue. That what are the interests tied to it? And the second is uh, the Arnavi School of Acoustics. So um, now it's a question of aesthetics. I Means uh, the problem. Um, a lot of uh, problem that. Uh, 
a certain section of viewers have with his brand of journalism uh, is rooted in aesthetics. I Means uh, uh, there is a more approval for refined literary kind of uh, journalism, uh, which uh, the ultra-position like Ravish or Panorai mm. uh, uh, symbolize because uh, people have grown up seeing their journalists speak in that refined literary tone. Hmm. If not literary, then refined tone and embedded with what you can call Nehruvian civility. So, uh, <laughs> so I like uh, any. So, uh, yeah, so uh, th that is one part. Now, uh, the market side of it, I think when News Laundry was launched, there were a lot of articles written. I also contributed seven on the opening day. So, <laughs> so, but to, uh, <laughs> really? So, so, uh, mm, so uh, but one piece that Indrajit Hajra wrote, mm. and he made the point that journalism is uh, too costly to be left to journalists. Mm. So uh, his point was that uh, uh, journalists have this exaggerated sense of their intellectual caliber and in, in which they don't uh, appreciate the operational parts of it, hmm. the financial part of yeah, it. Yeah, tell me about that, man. <laughs> so so, yeah. so uh, part of it and also the calls they have to take sometimes. Hmm. So uh, he would, uh, Madhu said he would need to have... Uh, uh, he, he would need to work out the... Um, have an expert in that subject. Financial side of it. Or yes. the marketing. Yeah. Anand. Can I just say something that, you know, uh, this listening to Anand, it reminds me of the fact that the definition of journalism has become so blurred that old journalism, and it's sad that it's old journalism, used to be that there's a story, there's an investigative piece, a journalist goes after it, finds all the sides and the corners and, and pre presents all of it to the viewer or the reader. Uh, what I've seen in Republic is the first day they launched with an old recording of uh, Lalu Prasad Yadav, and you mentioned on your tweet that it's surprising that nobody ran it. I don't think it's surprising at all because it has no meaning. All right, a conversation where somebody says SP ko phone milao and that's it is incriminating is the best you can do when there are deals being made, financial deals are being made, kidnappings have happened with people who have been above mentioned uh, in, in, uh, with their information. All this... No, it was an important story. No, I, one, I, se I, one second, I, let me finish. So, important story to the degree that my question is, where did they get the recording from? Obviously, that's from I. That's another story. Yeah, but that's that another story. That's the real story. Mm. That where did they get the story from? They get it from IB. All right. The second day, they do a story on. What was the second? Uh, all right. And the third day, they do a story on Shashi Tharoor. That to, so the, he and, must have and, served them that story. Now, I'll do this the next day. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. That the first day, it was interesting to note that although the recording was about. Uh, was uh, Lalu Prasad Yadav's conversation with uh, with uh, this Shahabuddin? Uh, the visuals they were running was Lalu Prasad Yadav hugging Nitish Kumar, so they were hitting on Nitish Kumar. So my prediction is that I will venture to say that they will go after every regional party that in any way threatens the BJP. So you start with 
Lalu and Nitesh, then you go to Kejriwal, and then you go to the Congress with Shashi Tharoor. Um, Akhilesh, I think, is what the, I didn't see yesterday. And I, I don't know what they did after that. And I think Shashi Tharoor's uh, story dug up now with, you know, uh, which was un, really unethical to have a fake person holding a phone just somebody from their office and shooting his back with the tape recording playing, pretending that that's the guy, the assistant that she's talking to. And all the recordings had nothing more than uh, a normal reporter's uh, phone calls asking for an interview and he's saying she's sleeping, she's sleeping. Hmm. And then the big thing that he played up was that Shashi Tharoor said, Now, I think if I've been up all night and somebody tells my husband I think he would also say Sonido. <laughs> I don't think he'll say go and jago, jagao. So I think there is a, a, a sort of an arrogance that we have surrounded you, Shashi Tharoor, you can't run away from us. That kind of language is not journalistic. You know, you cannot hound a person. That's not journalism. Journalism is present the facts. If you find holes in the story, I'm willing to listen to the fact that Shashi Tharoor is possibly responsible in some sense, please present those facts. But do it like a story. Don't do it like you can't run away from us. You can't. And the guy is going, leaving the house for a previous appointment or for out to dinner. He says, he's running away from us. He's left no, his No, he house. wasn't even in Delhi anyway. Ranganathan, your <laughs> view. Yeah, no, I think three or four things here. Mm. The first is, uh, you know, we have this, Indians have this habit, that this is the launch of 10 days, a book or a Hmm. So now it appears this guy has been collecting scoops. Hmm. You know, I mean, six, seven months. So, you know, the whole point is, market me, jo hai, wo Hmm. It's only five days old. I mean, hmm. the channel is five days old. They had so. six months to find a scoop. Okay, we have to. I have to speak. Okay, no, okay. Twenty-five okay. yeah. minutes are so, gone. Yeah. Huh. So basically, the first thing is very silly of them to be collecting. It it is very apparent now that you know they've like some rats removed the moth walls, hmm. opened the suitcase, and they have these three or four scoops for this mega launch. And you know, and it's apparent from their ads also now. The hot star pay one million views. Aga ye char scoops. And yesterday, if you see the tweets. Stand by for seven more scoops. Hmm. Stand by for five more scoops. So, you have scoops collected. So, that is ridiculous. A, that is not journalism, right? You've been collecting this for your mega launch. Second is, you know, there's this author, uh, Samrat would know, uh, Martin Amis, you know, quite famous, uh, this thing, who lost his way. He was very witty and very good novelist. And then a review of his book came along. I forget which book. I think it had Stalin on the cover or something. I said, Reading him now is like watching your favorite uncle masturbating in the playground. So mm. Arnab has turned into that, you know, um, a bit of a caricature. You know, I mm. mean, the man doesn't realize when the entertainment quotient ends and when journalism begins. Mm. Having said that, as I mean, and then you know, and you've actually said this, the coverage of English news is 0.1% mm. of total thing, you know. Mm. So the halabaloo over the last five days about this is ridiculous what the hell is going on it is it is giving the impression as if the whole world is watching this a i mean india is watching this a which is not true hmm. and that this is you know everyone else is dood ka dhula aur ye arna bhi aa gaye hain saab you know jo pura ye sab corrupt hain aur ye hain wo hain so it's a complete distortion of what the reality is and according to me i think right now it's just five days old but obviously it is 
it is a right wing channel as to how right wing it is going to be i mean is it going to be fox news multiplied by 100 times on cocaine hmm. on on you know on acid or is it going to be dd on acid doordarshan i mean hmm. but this is exactly what i would say this is narendra modi's dream come true hmm. in the sense it looks to me this if at all a propaganda channel like doordarshan has to be run by government it has to be like republic okay hmm. but uh, actually doordarshan should have been doing this hmm. that's what i mean you know if if you give if you privatize doordarshan and still keep a stronghold on it what this i what see right get. now and i'm i'm you know i'm i'm uh, reining myself in because only 5 days old hmm. but the indications are that it's going to its uh, government uh, you know mouthpiece uh, not really a mouthpiece but right now all the scoops that they have you know are just uh, anti they're going for the opposition right so manisha uh, so uh, two things one on the distribution angle of it i think arnab started on a very strong uh, platform it's free to air on all dish networks it's on hotstar the website is i mean they've got the distribution really solid and which is why i think he's going to be around for a very long time and um the website is really clean you can easily watch the videos so i think as a product it's pretty good the journalism aspect of it i think the first two the first story was for me a dud because when arnab introduced it i thought digvijay was talking to daud the way he went like this mafia john has been talking and then it was shahabuddin with lalu prasad no, like four time mla talking to his story, it's an important but Very it's not important a, it's not an opening story oh. that's not an expose you launch your channel with certainly not the second no, but story but again you fallen into that trap that you need no, but, a scoop or an exposure to launch but arnab set us up for that but, but, trap no, but, right yeah. no but otherwise no, but i like think that. it's good to look for a scoop for a launch no, but there's nothing wrong with that like what, uh, why not i was saying that but when a real scoop when not a 3 year old recording when you're launching a product or 2 year old whenever like it was this news channel is and it has to compete in the market you have to launch it something that says wow you know they yeah. got that so i mean arnab has set us up for that all the hoardings all the i'm coming back so where's the wow in this So we're totally fine. SP trial karo. Hmm. That was the I'm of the view that okay. you don't need a wow. Ha, the second story, the Shashi Tharoor Sunanda Pushkar story was appalling because there's it's basically the sting is more on the Times now journalists than anyone else because she is the one who's hounding this guy and saying story de do or media walon ko to mat do I want an exclusive. कहीं मेरी नौकरी तो नहीं चली. It's basically how this reporter is hounding. Sara din khana nahi khaya maine. Friday Jesus. for a story. Who cares? Then there's absolutely that's it. That's that's all that there is to it. She is. pushing for a scoop and he just is mumbling things is not even like coherent hmm. and then second and then you dub this as sunanda pushkar murder tapes you've established murder on the basis of and the way you've reported on it you've already said that she's you know the body was lying in the hotel it was you're calling it yeah, a i mean he's dead as if body. he was a fly on the wall i yeah i think oh. it is a and the repercussions is that you look at now what times now started doing i mean you look at like it has exactly. gone exactly basically insane a ripple effect has <laughs> caused others to also what bhupen chobe and the rest you know now they have to compete but before i tell you my view um, anything that you have to say on all that you heard right now samrat um well you know uh, yeah i agree with uh, with madhu that uh, of course a channel has to launch with uh, with something that makes a noise it has to there has to be a wow factor but maybe an old recording is not the best thing Hmm. uh i to me the stories seemed like uh, you know legitimate stories maybe not great but interesting topics to explore hmm. uh, there is also as somebody i don't know who said that there's no doubt i think anand who said that it's uh, no doubt that this is a right wing channel of course it is that's also beyond doubt um you know my my thing is that the the slightly 
for a broader point, I think that uh, it's happening with a lot of channels. Everybody is chasing TRPs. I think what we need to question is the is the thing about whether uh, you know journalism, like for example, healthcare and education, is uh, sort of bound by certain ethical standards. Is it right. going to be all about chasing the numbers? Is quality to be measured in quantity or not? You know that for me, that is the fundamental question. Yeah, I I agree. I think it's one of the most tricky products out there, and it is a product at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, so just a couple of points. One is I really liked Anand Vardhan's uh, piece on this. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was very objectively said. The other thing is, you see, when you say you have to have a wow factor to to kickstart a thing. A, I mean, of course, that's that's a view I don't hold to, but um, mm. it's perfectly alright if others do. Second thing is, if you have a scoop. then you cannot also say that are bhai international nahi hai because this is the only news they're giving because by virtue of it being a scoop by virtue of them being sensationalizing it you have to non stop non stop talk about it for hours on end sure exactly so you see so it's okay. like a catch 22 now uh, you know just my piece on this uh, while what he did or has said is i i have you know one disagreement with mr vardhan um but before that bef- what republic has done is put people like rahul shivshankar navega kumar and anand um narsimhan narsimhan on drugs <laughs> it has completely they are on cocaine yeah he was there now first of all what they did they did a story and madhu can come in here madhu has covered kashmir more than all their ages put together that there is a nexus between isi gives money to shabir shah fuck no i mean seriously we didn't know that I mean, because that was what they were competing with, right? When they launched, they said we are going to do an expose at ten o'clock in the morning. They had timed an expose at the same time. And that's an old story. That they've even shown Shabir Shah's mansion and everything Dude, years you know, ago. Everyone there is paid by Pakistan. I don't know when you guys started reporting on Kashmir, but the entire Kashmir ecosystem lives on money that comes from there and from here. Saraman, tell me. Saran, you will tell. For more on that, you must watch Clothesline because we've done a very good piece on that. A in that clubbing everyone. you know militants separatists stone pelters liberals so you know the language they use and this is where uh, anand vardhan i disagree with you it's not a question of aesthetics aesthetics is a very gray subjective matter there are specific inaccuracies and um, uh, liberties that they take where they club a terrorist with someone who's of a liberal view and then in their rant this i am quoting that young anand narsimhan i don't know that, that lad knows what he's saying these people should be exterminated i am quoting exterminated it is not aesthetics that is fuck mad so so that is just insanity that is one secondly what this one does adhiraj call i was beaten up i don't know if lads have been beaten up i have you weren't son you were just shrugged a bit <laughs> okay you you are stuffing your face into the guy's mic you know the way these guys behave it's not aesthetics that is way beyond the slight yaar red or blue it's not red or blue what shade do i like that is not journalism you are calling a guy a murderer and that what's that cop's name mn singh who was saying in case he was murdered you know the spectacled bald man he says you know if it wasn't suicide If by chance it wasn't suicide, Arnab cuts in. No, it wasn't suicide. It was exactly. Murder. How are you saying all so that? So he again starts, and he's a cop, a former Delhi police commissioner. No, I'm just saying. Let's say for the exam, uh, for, let's say 
it was not suicide again another cut said no it wasn't suicide i'm telling you conclusively it was murder how is that aesthetics vardhan no aesthetics i said part of the problem is aesthetics no for me that's not the problem he can shout but he has to shout but i think I shouting think, is okay but i think all the journalists i don't have a problem with shouting everyone can shout barkha was the biggest shouter she's learned now not to shout if you see her old tapes i don't have a problem with arnab shouting i do have a problem with him going after people as if he's doing detective work and using selective evidence and twisting it around and making that a person everyone guilty does. everyone no, does then that. everyone is wrong yes they okay, maybe so don't, they, i am don't not defending him i am it. just explaining but tell me one other journalist who has taken uh, uh, any murder case and taken right. evidence at selective evidence and call that person a murderer before a judgment has been taken he did it with arushi's parents and it's my belief that they're in jail because of him and i do, i do believe after seeing all the evidence i believe that they are not guilty and he went on with this thing of you know uh, they're blaming poor servants and he went on that whole thing when the evidence was different so i think that his what he's doing with shashi tarur is unethical i mean shashi tarur not has a very good i think i like his shouting i'm a fan of his shouting i like the shouting part that's his genre i accept it but i do not i do cannot call it journalism um, it's hounding Anyway. you know on the just just to uh, <clears throat> put in this thing i think a week ago hmm. uh, there was this hard talk team you know bbc has this program called hard talk yeah. and these four so they were celebrating i think 20 years of hard talk and these four anchors or journalists whatever you may call them starting from i think uh, tim sebastian sebastian steven sacker zana you know and other one they were having a, a fireside chat or something and i watched that program for half an hour and i could have cried you know because here are these guys who are not known to anyone you know generally they just do their job for the last 20 years absolutely fantastic research grill everyone without malice go on and on and on and you know here is this amazing thing and we seem to be you know so far away from this kind of journalism that uh, it's just shameful you know okay if you're praising bbc i would suggest that you watch an interview that russell branded with this bbc um uh reporter not reporter anchor person and i think it's hilarious hilarious how he took unki iski itni bbc ki dulai ki that he straightened him out <laughs> yeah fair enough you know mm. i mean it's not so i'm talking about perfect, over 20 yeah. years you know this sure, is like two sure. decades no, but i think the beeb still so, is uh, yeah far but, and but above but just one thing before we move on to the next and then uh, uh samrat i'll let you pick what you want to talk about i just find it so um i think arnab is lacking not in journalism he's lacking in common sense the inconsistency of what he says and then what he does like that entire lecture he gave in the pre-launch of when he was traveling the country talking at universities um and and worryingly impressionable wines were <laughs> listening to him and he was saying that this hegemony of the western media you know why do they have to show everything from their point of view this this do you remember this little rant of his yeah. a lot of people shared it then in his opening he says you cannot be a journalist and you're a nationalist so by your own logic those western media were doing what you are saying a journalist should be doing first of all i don't quite agree with it all of them are pushing their country's agenda many of them were during the yeah. iraq war for sure mm. but if that was your criticism where a lot of people uh, including many of our friends in the right wing uh, in delhi uh, news organizations praised then why is why is it when they do it wrong and but in your opening you know rant you were saying you have to be a nationalist 
so what do you want to talk about next um samrat up up the evm let you should we want to discuss the evm or something else the where i'm sitting now you know all of these seem really far away that's an interesting <laughs> why don't you give us that perspective well over here you know sitting here the news is more local of course one does look at the national spectacles once in a while or even the international kashmir actually speaking about the you know the mental distance i might say that uh, the death of the soldier in kashmir uh, who was killed when he went to attend a wedding now that was something that i think uh, uh, was interesting as a sort of a news event um it's uh, so did that get much play in the, where you are in assam and shillong and stuff well you know i am reading the shillong times here and over here most of the news is local news okay. today we have the shillong times is led with a story about uh, kulbushan jadav right uh, otherwise it's usually local news for those of you who uh, that that's the uh, person who was sentenced by pakistan but now um, has been stayed is that is that the technical term is have they stayed or cancelled stayed um so uh, so about this kashmir story again this was also became a, a nationalism event and there was a, a tweet went around that there was stone pelting which was you know tweeted by jay panda and then big media picked it up and then many yeah you know, india like, today z news in youth CNN everyone reported that there was stone pelting at the funeral and there wasn't and there wasn't uh so how do we know that there wasn't because there's else? one journalist uh we so news laundry actually did a story we contacted the sp there who was in charge of making sure that the you know the funeral goes on uh, without any problems so we spoke to him he said no there was no so- there was a little commotion there was a firing and it kind of misfired so there was a little awaz see so everyone got a little no, like fire fi- please clarify the firing was not on people it, no, no, was, it was the salute gun salute it was the gun, yeah. salute. the gun salute so because that led to a bit so there was a running around but that was once the and it wasn't like there was a long procession it was where he was being buried was right next door and uh, the police said that there was no it went off peacefully and there was one reporter from ndtv who was on ground who also said and that there was no and then we spoke to two other reporters on ground and both of them said uh, there was no stone pelting but uh, so this entire kashmir narrative uh, is i'll just go over to madhu then we'll come back to you samrat madhu when yeah. you see kashmir being covered the way it's being covered and the many theories of its solution what does it make you feel cuz you have seen it at its worst and i remember the videos that i watched when i had joined news track of mastgul and all those guys carrying when chirare sharif happened all that stuff kashmir is no way close to what it was then or at least till i did my podcast of let's talk about for the first time militants were seen again brandishing their gun without fear at the lal chowk in kashmir in shrinagar um do you see a solution in anyone's lifetime and what do you think of the coverage that you see right now is it just let's make people fight do you see anyone giving any sane advice i can't be arrogant enough to suggest solutions i mean that's beyond help uh, beyond me i'm a journalist um you're not a nationalist journalist then sorry to say i am a nationalist <laughs> journalist <laughs> so uh, remember i insist on people standing, standing up for up, national yes. anthem okay as far as the coverage is concerned i am deeply deeply concerned and damaged by it because what i see is that the stories that are coming out of kashmir uh 
one has to understand that I'm okay with somebody writing an opinion piece. So it's clear, it, this is my opinion, even with giving solutions as an opinion, their opinion on how to come to a solution. But what really troubles me is that stories are sent, which under the guise of a report are really opinion pieces. And a lot of them take Pakistan's position and we become propagandists for the Pakistani position. We become propagandists for Azadis. Your view, what do you think of the coverage? Yes, first about the fake news. Uh, fake news? Fake news about the testone oh, right. Yes. Um, there is a correspondent with CNN IBN, Pallavi Ghosh. Mm. She tweeted that uh, women in Uttar Pradesh raped for eating I mean, beef. Gang, gang raped for yeah, eating I saw beef. That. And Uttar Pradesh police is asking her to please provide the details. Mm. Uh, we would be also in, arrest, uh, interested in arresting that person. She has not. Mm. Somehow the media critic uh, um, space lost that story. Mm. And, uh, and uh, the confirmation source was the same, police. Here also your confirmation source was same, the police. Mm. So you are not uh, doubting the credibility of the source because mm. your source was same, police. Sure. So that's one thing. Second is the Kashmir. Can I just come in one second? Um, this thing you're talking about, uh, she had quoted because other people also shared that story. It's a 2016 story. It is a story in the... Um, independent, I think. In the Independent. And people started sharing that story that like Sagarika goes currently. It started, yeah. It was a lot of 2017, and a yeah. lot of people were sharing it as if it's a today's story. Sagarika so that, started. So that was a story, yeah. And even that story has been refuted hmm. because there was Shabnam uh, Hashmi. She had actually hmm. you know, started. Hmm. You people is yeah. interested in knowing where that happened. Hmm. So please provide details if you are a journalist. Hmm. You can say up in even in public interest. Right. So. That is what. The second thing is Kashmir problem. As Christian Fair, the U.S. scholar on international relations, said that even if you hand Kashmir to Pakistan, it will amount to nothing. It is something that is that interests Pakistan, and it will find some another problem right. to fight with you. So, mm. so it's a, and it's a casualty of the. Uh, filmy concept of Kashmiriyat. There is nothing called Kashmiriyat. Mm. So, uh, uh, so it has uh, Kashmir problem has been victim of too much Bollywood watching and too much listening to Sufi music. Nice. So, <laughs> so, so, also, and I'd just like to point out that uh, since Vardhan is talking, I was listening to the podcast Bill Maas last week, my favorite podcast. And he referred to the Democrats as very effeminate in talking about their weakness and dealing with the Republicans. But he's usually so politically correct. So he, no, he's never politically correct. No, in, in, and as far as women are concerned. Hardly. All his jokes are sexist and stuff. I mean, although I love him for other reasons, but... And I just was waiting for anyone to pounce on him. And No one even batted an eyelid. Everyone carried on. <laughs> Bill, Bill Ma, Ma on his but show. You know, uh, he was talking uh, about the Democrats. Going by the what um, Anand just, Vardhan just said, at the India Today conclave, Tasneem Zakaria got up and asked Piyush Goyal that what do you have to say about 
whole villages, Muslim villages being emptied out because they're leaving because of fear. There is an exodus mm. of Muslims leaving villages. Mm. So he said, please name the village. Please tell me where this is and we will pay attention to it on why it is happening. She had no answer. Who's she? Tasneem Zakaria. Oh, okay. She's a sister of uh, Farid Zakaria. Hmm. Uh, she uh, is now the head CNN of uh, hmm. and she is the head of this great museum in 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 Mumbai, which she has restored. Samrat, um, how are you know Kashmir? We just see a Delhi view of Kashmir and the Kashmiri view of Kashmir. It would be interesting to see how does the Northeast press and the Northeast public in general view the Kashmir problem because they have also historically seen India as the other at some point in their lives and certain sections continue to. Is there like, do they see like some here, some there kind of thing? Is it more nuanced over there? It'll be, that's a very hard question. See, first of all, the Northeast itself is seven states and each state has many internal uh, sort of differences from one district to the next. Correct. So, so, so you know, so a generic statement would be very difficult and I really can't speak for the Northeast. So I can only speak for myself. Right. But uh, speaking for myself, uh, you know, as somebody who's done a bit of writing from this part of the world and also from Kashmir, my uh, sort of sense of it is that uh, in any conflict zone, what happens, what tends to happen is that people get sharply divided. So, so you know, so you'll get the people who are in one team or another team. And right off the bat, that's not good journalism to begin with. And uh, then, of course, you also have the, the sort of, you know, stories within stories, wheels within wheels, because everybody is on some side or the other. They're either playing for some militant, some, you know, government agency, some foreign government, whatever it is. So it becomes very necessary to tread carefully. Now, what happens in, in situations like this is we sort of see sharply polarized opinions, which I think sort of don't do justice to the complexity of the situation. Ideally, you'd have somebody who's uh, sort of familiar with the landscape, knows the situation, knows the language, and has not taken a side. But that is very rare to find and very difficult to find. Right. Yeah. So, so I'm sure that you know, in the northeast, from the few friends who with whom I have had an occasional discussion about Kashmir, for example, there are people from Nagaland who have had uh, you know have gone and spoken in Kashmir and so on and so forth. Um, I think that the the sense of it is, uh, I think people know, you know, people, we, because over here, people have been fighting since 1947 or even earlier. Yes. Armed struggle. And right. so I think people know that there is a futility to that. And uh, so they've been know, the there, done that. Their peace. So the Nagas will hopefully make their peace. Although uh, I, I, you know, so, although so my... Sorry, yeah, although I do think there's one very important distinction, you know, whether it was a, the Naga piece or in Mizoram or even uh, Punjab, the one mm -hmm. element that is there in the Kashmir conflict, which makes it unlike any other, and which is why I personally don't think it'll be solved uh, in mm -hmm. my lifetime, is the Islam angle. And uh, being a liberal pseudo-secular, <laughs> I will say that is uh, often glossed over uh, now more and more people are talking about it because apparently we've carried a report that now the motivation is no longer Razadi, it is Islam. And earlier there was it was only limited to urban centers of Kashmir, now even in rural areas. You know, people have... So I think that will make it more difficult for it to solve, especially in a world 
polarized along islamic lines um so yeah i think that makes it way more complicated one thing if i can just add there was a lot of buhaha about 30 channels from saudi arabia being beamed into kashmir mm. you know the last two days i i'm for it what's wrong mm. beam anything you want i mean you this is again this thing zakir naik ko arrest kar diya no let let people say what they want to say so if you have 20 saudi channels beaming in kashmir beaming anywhere i don't find anything wrong with that okay i'll quickly read an email after that we'll move on to the evm uh, entertainment um evm entertainment <laughs> yes i think it's a very entertaining and i think this is where uh, arvind kejriwal is the strongest to take an opportunity where all the eyes are on him and people think he's going to do the tango and does the bharatnatyam <laughs> everyone thought Ma- that assembly session was going to be where he's going to explain to crore whatever and he complete today it's masterful deflection today every although i think it's an important one and i know i'll be in a minority in this uh i think right now the onus is on the election commission to prove i mean they can use the new, nahi, yeah. the new generation ones why don't they use that i mean what i'm saying is they can enough of a doubt has been created whether you like it or not absolutely not but okay. they first have this to is, hack uh, into the actual election yeah, the commission actual, yeah. no which they got their happen. own machine they hacked so, into their own machine i think ec yeah. will kick up us at that i don't think they'll be okay. able to hack now this is the email from an anson anthony dear news on toi sorry on sort you just take me to meri aise le lo ha mujhe aata hi nahi na kyunki i'm not sophisticated on sort toi anson anthony i'm sure i pronounced your name correctly anson dear news on team i'm a recent addict addict followed you uh, followed you free for one year however my conscience was constantly being challenged by abhinandan's ramblings about pay to keep news free see it works hence i did the right thing and subscribed this month better late than never thank you anthony really appreciate that we do hope you'll spread the word and get more people to subscribe this mail is regarding hafta 118 and specifically about the suggestion to watch hasan minaj's roast at the white house correspondence dinner i thought it was mediocre The reason I chose this topic is because I felt Trump made a big statement by not attending this gathering of millionaire corporate journalists and actors having a good time patting each other's backs and laughing at silly jokes most of which were targeted against Trump and a few were against the media houses themselves to be fair. Trump was actually 100 miles away and gave this speech at his rally there. A large group of Hollywood actors and Washington media are consoling each other in the hotel ballroom right now as we speak. and i could not possibly be more thrilled to be 100 miles away from them spending my time with you all a larger and much better crowd of people unquote so i think this is why people appreciate him uh, so antony i'm guessing you're saying people appreciate him because he's a jerk but anyway sorry appreciate whom no and trump. it's also it's also very presumptuous to believe that uh, trump's audience was not full of millionaires and billionaires and all that no but the but the particular uh, uh, rally he's talking about is when this happened he had gone because he started campaigning for his next presidential election so this is regular joe morning joe type people no this happened when the washington press correspondent dinner was happening and he decided not to attend it and he held a rally somewhere else yeah. at this time not during a campaign yeah yeah no but mm. that also he's kickstarted his campaign like trump 2020 he's going around addressing rallies for that so that like janta rallies they aren't exclusive dinners now you may think i am a trump supporter on the contrary i think he is a buffoon but he has targeted the corporate media on the left side on the on the left rightly in bracket fox news is not news it's entertainment with the pervert bill o'reilly i mean the number of evidence against cnn bbc msnbc blatantly lying is mind bending the famous of all being the weapons of mass destruction idea propagated by the cia and proudly chest thumbed by these media houses 
is for all to see. And recent claims that Russia rigged the election even though there is no conclusive evidence that proves this fact. Although, Anthony, circumstantial evidence suggests that he's trying to cover it up, especially with the firing of the FBI director. No, and also the WMD was not the doing of channels. It was the Secretary of State who said it in the UN. Right. No, but I think what his point Colin is that... Colin Powell yeah. was given this information and he was so furious if, afterwards right. that he was the puppet. So if the channels are yeah, putting so the, Colin Powell... Yeah, it's, it's not, not the fault. channel's fault if they're covering yeah. what is announced. Okay. No, but the NYT kind of ran a very lengthy propaganda trying to substantiate this. They this never sort of debunked the fact how that... How can they debunk it if they're given in... It's very difficult to but how do you start with the presumption that the information given by the government and the CIA is something that you've got to debunk? That is a very but bizarre proposition, Manisha. It's very difficult to know. But no, okay, you have you debunked, but the, have you debunked the, the strategic strikes that took place? Why didn't you do that? There were journalists who did it. There were Why journalists didn't you who questioned it? it. Why didn't you do it? Question is different I may from not debunking. Have done it, okay, but anyway, but don't ask other people to do it if you can't do it. No, but that's First, a critique. You do it. That's a valid critique against okay. NYT. There are a lot no, of people Why didn't you do it? I'm continuing with this email. And recent claims that Russia rigged the election were, even though there is no conclusive evidence that proves this fact, it is just like Kejriwal after losing the election blaming the EVMs. <laughs> Moreover, the US has rigged and interfered in elections in South America, Iran, Egypt and many more countries. That's a well-documented fact. Many such proofs of the media lying can be easily found thanks to the internet. No wonder these media houses by pressurizing the US government now want to censor the internet from fake news, which is actually real and true news. Okay, Anthony, I'm totally not with you on this. I mean, this is... This is then Anthony goes on to say, the reason I'm writing this mail is because I consider myself a classic liberal and currently the liberals in the West are losing their minds and getting offended easily. I'm pretty sure Hassan Minaj would not like a joke on Islam and say that minority groups like him are not safe in America after Trump got elected. Hassan Minaj has made jokes on Islam. Yeah, again, this is an entire argument being made on a completely inaccurate presumption, which is actually not true because he has made jokes on Islam. Trump got like, even though Asian people are the most privileged group in America in terms of their earnings, which is a testament to the hardworking nature of Asians, mainly Indian and Chinese. While they ignore the violence committed by certain Muslim immigrants across Europe, the main concept of a classic liberal is that every individual should be treated equal and have equal rights. While the current liberals are creating separate groups of individuals like gays, blacks, women, Muslim, and making them victims and demanding extra rights, which is not liberalism. Okay, Anthony, you're losing me more and more, bro. I really appreciate your subscription, but <laughs> you're like, I, I mean, okay. And we love you and agree with everything. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> agree with. Anyway. Uh, 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 yeah. Abhinandan, yeah. I, I think I agree with some of Mr. Anton's uh, uh, sort of directions, right. if not his statements. Right. But yeah. that might be a separate and a longer argument. Sure, which we'll come to after this mail. I would like to hear your views on liberalism of the West infiltrating India and will it make the right stronger? I ask this because Modi is using the same tactics of not speaking to the media and directly speaking to his core followers. Maybe even he believes our media are liars. I do feel that we make a mockery of our media and Modi online like the spoof Arnab by TVF and many other examples. I'm not of the view that we have a roast like the one in Washington by Hassan while people in Odisha, farmers in Maharashtra and many poor people suffer. We are sarcastically critical of our leaders and the media in our own way and making the jokes in front of them does not get us anywhere. Probably they are offended easily and hence don't want to be mocked live. Anyway, as the great philosopher Stephen Fry said, it's now very common to hear people say, I'm rather offended by that, as if that gives them certain rights. I'm actually nothing more than a whine. I find that offensive. It has no meaning. It has no purpose. It has no reason to be respected as a phrase. I'm offended by that. Well, so fucking what? 
This is Stephen Fry's quote. Okay, I don't know he said that. This was my short whine about the roast, which you all at NL loved and praised. Hope you're not offended. I feel we Indians are uniquely critical of the status quo and we need not follow the West, even though there is a lot to be achieved in the freedom of expression department in India. Keep up the great work, guys, and can't wait for Anand Ranganathan's science desk pieces. Forever a paid follower. Yours truly, Anthony Anson, pursuing an MA history in Mumbai. Thanks, Anthony, for subscribing. Thanks for taking the time for your mail. I really appreciate that. Um, I'll just quickly tell you what I think. I don't think the White House Correspondents' Dinner is rich people patting each other on the back. I think it's very important because it is a celebration of their First Amendment. And it's to remind the whole country and the media that is the most important aspect in the Constitution. And that is why the media is robust. And the second thing I'll say, the reason Trump doesn't speak to media and the reason Modi doesn't speak to the media are completely different. They're two ends of the spectrum. Uh, you're kind of saying it's for the same reason. Trump doesn't speak to the media because they are so critical of him and they bash him that he, he can't deal with them. Modi doesn't speak to the media because he just has to like smile in their direction and they will say that he's climbed Mount Everest. So they're completely different <laughs> reasons. So uh, what's the classical liberal? What do you think of what Anthony said? Um, uh, Vardhan, Anand, what do you think? I didn't watch that. What was that? The uh, Hassan Minaj piece. Uh, so yeah. I, 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 I can't comment on its content. Hmm. So let me pass it to but what about the rest? He said, you no, know, so I much think, more. I think he's missed this point that you made. Hmm. That it is a celebration of the First Amendment. It is not a bunch of the uh, rich people sitting there patting themselves on the back. It's a very odd interpretation of the Washington press. It's the one day in the year where I see people who I know who are usually dressed like us, uh, we are today, Ramishakal, apne daily kapde pen ke kaam karo, who actually dress up, behave themselves and celebrate their profession. Hmm. And the fact that, he, that uh, Trump decided to snub them shows a, a, an element of petulance and insecurity. He should have been mature enough to walk into the lion's den and take them down the way Obama did. Obama also, this, is, this was his opportunity to make Bush, fun of yeah, them. Bush, do you remember how Bush, they roasted him and Bush didn't have a very good relationship with the media. No, but they and roast them back. There. But they roast them back. Yeah. Because if you look at Obama's speech, he roasted the media. And, and Bush was great. It's a give and take. Hmm. So it's, he could have done that. He, could, he didn't have to run away, Gidar. Sorry, Vardhan, you were saying before we come to Ranga? Yes, also we are assuming the reasons for him skipping that event. That he skipped it because of this. So that was pretty clear. Well, why would he skip it? He had a cold. And no. uh, he can break conventions if he is entitled to. Sure, absolutely. I like Modi broke this convention of iftar parties. Hmm. So that was a political statement. So right. it's okay. Yeah. No, I I think um, Anthony has got it slightly wrong because I don't think this this whole thing is to make. Um, good jokes or to make jokes look good. The jokes can be horrendous. Nobody can laugh at it. <laughs> and they uh, are sometimes. They, there have been they a few are. that have been complete lemons. Yeah. In fact, I, I saw the after, you know, the And Hassan Minaj I saw also roasted thing. people in, in, in Hassan journalists. Minaj was okay. He was nothing great. He wasn't great. the best, absolutely. Yeah. Plus, you know, he should get a shave for heaven's sake. But, you know, the point is, it is, as Madhu said, it is to celebrate something. It is not about the jokes. It is about that you can, how much shit you can take and how much shit you can give. Right. And coming to Modi specifically, and I've said it many times, I think one would probably have to go back to William Pitt, the junior, to see a prime minister who's so scared 
of being grilled and i have said this before okay it's not about modi skipping something it is not about modi's choice you are in public domain you have a duty to answer questions for the last 10 12 years the biggest you know this excuse he has is are 12 saal se aap mere piche pade hue hain mujhe aap mere liye mere bare mein aapne kya kya kaha kya kya kaha to ab main aapse uh, i won't take your questions this is the favorite excuse that modi has people live with it you know and this is our uh, sham democracy i don't think he's scared i don't think that's he the is word scared. he's I don't absolutely think he's scared. scared of I think an interviewee no, I who's think, going to grill him no i i i disagree i don't think he's scared i think this is a policy decision where he says i'm going to decide the agenda for the media the media is no, not going to decide so you choose to interview me i will not be interviewed when but do people when do i that? want to give a madhu when do people do that when they're scared no it's like it's a power play it's a power play like i'm going to decide okay, i want to get uh, manisha's view on this email and then uh, uh, samrat because i know he had a view and one then one quick point okay anand yes, yes. quick i am not about modi or trump but what will change the interaction of public figures with people in general is the rise of social media so because they are directly interacting with right. whoever their followers are the intermediaries of media have been dispensed with even with film stars and a lot of celebrities they uh, maybe for promotional events they uh, organize press conferences but press conferences are now not indispensable but anand so, uh, they are not really uh, interacting you see they are choosing which questions to uh, take the, when you the channels Twitter. of communication with social media come emergence of social media have uh, become more direct Yeah. Um, no, but uh, Modi, Manisha, Modi can choose what questions he answers. No, actually, I don't think social media I mean, is, not, a, yeah. is, is a is um, a. It's not that? a platform to ask questions. It's not a substitute for a conversation. Yeah, I mean, there, you can't beat a conversation. It's there's nothing that no can be beat. No conferences. Yeah. I haven't seen Hasan Manad's uh, thing again, so I can't comment on that. But I do agree. I mean, the sort of cynicism and disdain that he sort of exhibits for the left, so to speak, media. I do get where he's coming from on that, and that's similar in India also. For example, I mean the NYT thing. He's right about that. NYT itself later on critiqued its own reporting leading up to the Iraq invasion, where they said that we did not go beyond headlines. We didn't go beyond the government official thing that we were just taking in. So I, I get a little bit on what he's. I mean, I'm sort of with him on the critique of the left yeah. uh, media, so to speak. Samrat, what do you think of that? Which parts of Anthony's uh, mail did you agree with, and which parts did he lose you? well he seemed to be making a general sort of uh, statement about the the power the overwhelming sort of influence that the western media has and i think that that's of course undeniable it is it is probably you know the the sort of french and american and british press definitely have a very uh, disproportionate influence probably on at least the english speaking world and perhaps the french speaking world as well and uh, so that is undeniable and uh, you know all the major agencies news agencies reuters apsp etc they also happen to be from a certain part of the world they push out news uh, you know they they sort of decide coverage for large parts of the world so there is a, a sort of an asymmetry of influence as far as the western media is concerned vis-a-vis the rest of the world and uh, there was also something about uh, you know how how sort of uh, we decide what is news and what is fake news now it is possible that uh, you know nowadays uh, we do have situations he spoke about the wmd case 
we do have situations where governments themselves put out information which is not correct. Correct. Because information is seen as a dimension of warfare. Hmm. You have information warfare as well. And so you have propaganda, which is an ancient uh, tool being given a new modern form. And, uh, you know, it, it's coming to you on WhatsApp, it's coming to you on Twitter, it's coming to you all over the place. And, and everybody's playing the game. Governments, governments of all countries, uh, militant groups, political parties, they're all in the game. It's being done professionally. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 you know, so yes, Russia today is doing it. I'm sure the Americans are not sitting on their hands. They're probably doing it and doing it better. You know, everybody is doing exactly. it. So, so we must uh, sort of acknowledge that a lot of what we get, especially coming back to an earlier conversation, you know, about conflicts and conflict zones, is likely to be propaganda. And, and it's very hard to discern what is right and what is not because your sources are either intelligence people and you don't know whether they're giving you something which is true or something that they made up and you have no way of verifying or it's uh, you know it's somebody uh, with associations with a militant group probably an overground worker right, who again right. has a certain agenda so where do you find the person who's not playing for a certain team okay, okay. a lot of what you get is going to be Biased one Always. Objectivity is impossible. We, me and Anand, uh, cough, cough. Ranganathan have a long pending uh, argument on this. But we'll put that podcast up soon. By the way, Rang Uncle, my end is done. That's you right. have to come one day and give me your piece. Okay, Manisha, now why don't you start? Let's start with the um, EVM. Uh, now, this time I'll just say my piece out there. <coughs> the EVM piece and the two crore bribe of Arvind Kejriwal. I think uh, <coughs> Lallan Top had a very nice piece which is an India Trade property, and also Dainik Bhaskar, on the questions that, and it was very encouraging to see Lallan Top or Dainik Bhaskar saying, 10 questions that should have been asked to Kapil Mishra, 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 that weren't asked. That Kapil Mishra said, it's, it's gospel truth. Sahara Diaries was, we didn't see this kind of coverage. Not at all, yeah. And Kapil Mishra, what time was this given? What date was it? Later he said it was Friday, he says, what time? Because Jen said I wasn't there on Friday. Um, so, 10 questions that they put out, which, no, basically my concern is, and you know, I can be mocked for my app sympathies, the kind of witch hunt that is being seen against this party, historically, I in my living memory, it has never been seen. And being cheered on by people because they dislike up, not because the process being followed. Today, as we record this, the IT government has sent a notice that... AAP gave wrong audited accounts, so they have to pay tax on it. They are discrediting their audit. At the same time, the government is amending the FCRA Act again so that they get insulated from the foreign fundings that they took, the BJP government. All governments do this. That's not a problem. That's not unique. What is unique is that we have reached a level of polarization. You can hate Arvind Kejriwal, you can hate the AAP, but endorsing completely unconstitutional and unfair means of using state arms to finish that party and the applause that gets is something that I've seen unique for the first time. That's my rant. No, Manisha, I completely agree with you on the television. At least the tev television coverage on AAP. I haven't seen that sort of oh, reporting. Generally, my aunt, sorry, uh, not aunt, I was leaving the house today. So my neighbor, she says, Mrs. Chandra, I like you, but you are very good. You are very good. You are very good. I mean, it's not illegal. It's okay. 
अंदर ते जाए कोई भी कारण लब लें दिस इज वॉट रेगुलर पीपल शी इज अ जनरल वाइफ सॉरी आंटी फिर लिसन दिस बट दीजेपीजरीवाल now what will motor mouth do you know it's it's very it's very i and i'm no fan of arun kejriwal or up and i think if you're a d- journalist covering the party you should hold them accountable you should ask up questions about everything but the way television media reports on them it's it's really it's that disdain is special and i think probably because he is amadmi and he rose from nowhere so that he's never going to get that kind of respect that maybe a legacy politician gets in india maybe it's The uh, Modi is not a legacy he's a, politician. No, but he's—I don't know—he's a three-time RSS. I mean, it's RSS think, is sort of an established. Like, I don't know if Akhilesh ke baare mein aisa koi bolega. Despite the fact, despite the defeat, yeah, I think that's a wrong thesis. Because there's so many who are not non-legacy mm. politicians. Who, I don't think that's the issue. Or the Gandhis also, for that matter. I don't know. I think maybe because he is an Aam Aadmi, so you think you can treat him like—I mean, he deserves that sort of. I don't think that's of, the issue. Mm. कहाँ आम आदमी कहाँ है वो आई मीन आम आदमी पार्टी हैज इस हमारे I think AAP is doing a bit, thoda is zada drama because EC has said you come, we are going to do a hackath, whatever a hackathon towards the end of May. You come and you hack our machines. AAP is now like, nee karne nee de rahe hain ham apni machine. Matlab it's just it comes at the right time also because they want to deflect attention from couples allegations. But I think on EC they should they need to chill it a little. Like they have said, come hack it, go there and hack it, show us. Hmm. Anand sir. नहीं बट क्या कहना आई मीन यू नो देर इज मतलब वो आ गई है ठंडक आ गई है एक तरह से बिकॉज आप इज सेम एज एनी अदर पॉलिटिकल पार्टी एंड यू नो आई डोंट हैव एनी ग्राउज अगेंस्ट अरविंद केजरीवाल बिकॉज नाउ फॉर अ लॉन्ग टाइम इन फैक्ट आई सी हिम एज जस्ट अनदर पॉलिटिशियन एंड ही इज नॉट आम in the sense that you know no but you have a special dislike for him i think there you're being no, a little no, no no i'll tell you why no, because I'll, i'll tell you let me let me complete uh. the dislike was because i liked him before all right mm. it is not very often that i like people who are politicians hmm. it is exceedingly rare exceedingly rare i'm being very honest hmm. okay you know my opinion of modi hmm. you know my opinion of everyone else because i am one of those people i'm not saying rare or whatever that i do, just don't believe that corruption is when there is physical corruption i believe corruption is when you look the other way hmm. and more often than not even if you can't find physical corruption with modi he has looked the other way almost every day which is what monmohan singh which is so So and my first piece on Kejriwal is there for everyone to see. I I like the guy, but then as Manisha said, you know, बहुत ज़्यादा press उसपे है. He has brought it upon himself. He there no, is something in him no, that craves for this I'm thing. I am for reporting as you know, as the the David against the you know Goliath kind of a thing. He's a psycho and a coward. You know all those things, the Twitter thing. He's you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Right. But do you think There's, do you think this will actually destroy him or you think it will strengthen him No you see the the thing is BJP no, the make a big mistake and the other assaults that are coming the, it has to cool down because BJP has to split the non congress votes this is the pawar doctrine the reason why he supported the creation of MNS versus Shiv Sena and before that Shiv Sena versus BJP is to split the anti uh, congress vote now if all if if AAP is not there anymore 
you, you it is bjp versus congress you see the the non bjp vote has to split so the mandarins in bjp and the wise quote unquote wise men all relative by the way have to realize ki bhaiya inko you know you keep keep blowing at the flickering candle but do not blow it off okay um madhu what is your view after that we'll come to uh, our guest and then vardhan i think um arno i mean sorry, i think arno. arvind <laughs> i think arvind should have uh anticipated that the bjp will go to any lengths to do what they're doing and it shows his, his naivety that um he never took any kind of precautions or understood how to fight back because if you're going to be a politician then understand that there'll always be war like this and he hasn't understood that so i think he plays a very naive game in this secondly i think one of the things that is uh, sort of regrettable is that in today's climate every accusation is considered true hmm it's always guilty if any accusation whether it's uh, in financial misdoings or whether it's a personal whatever it's an anyone can make any accusation and the media runs with it and it is treated as truth two and examples that one, is really one bad harshad mehta said that he gave 1 crore to narsimha rao everyone thought yes he's right second was jain hawala everyone thought yes jain is right no wasn't he so, एलिगेशन है but no, harshad mehta i don't recall the exact story so i remember doing that story but i do recall that there was some evidence of him with the suitcases hmm. yeah okay um but do you think kapil mishra has been propped up by bjp i have no idea i think anything is possible in politics what i'm saying is that arvind is not dealing with it like a politician he's be dealing with it like a baby everybody is coming and you know jo marzi kar lo and he's like lost anticipate this they're going to do this they're going to destroy you so what are you doing um and for, oh, he's made enough accusations on people without evidence also hmm so there's Aren't you know accusations are made bjp why would he stick around in the party if he was i mean he doesn't want to leave so i don't know i don't because know because if, if he leaves his credibility will be that of shazia then what's the point of being propped up i'll like give you money? my thesis after this vardhan and after that our guest samrat what is your view of this entire assault of state okay uh, first there is a false equivalence between sahara diaries and uh, what uh, kapil mishra has accused hmm. because sahara diaries are of jain hawala kind of notings hmm. like i paid but the person accusing has not come out that yes this this was the man hmm. i paid to hear kapil mishra is on record saying that i paid him so that's not to say that he is corrupt or not but there i think both are not similar cases hmm. so um, uh, second uh, so you see means uh, uh, i think uh, temperamentally uh, arvind kejriwal is not an organization man so he has lost control of the organization i have met on him only once when i was a student and temperamentally he is not also democratic and um, i i he was um, 
planting his conspiracy theories in the means impressionable minds of uh, young students about some uh, Delhi jail board scam and something. And uh, I asked some questions, and he was very dismissive about it and, and not. Uh, uh, answering and so uh, my I have primary uh, biases against him. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but that should not come uh, in way of judging his conduct. Uh, we should. Uh, what I'm uh, point I uh, want to make is that it will even out. This is a banality in Indian politics. The corruption charges don't stick for long. It, it it is just a if two years down the line it would be just in a small incident. You, in the larger self life of Indian politics, it has a banal value. Unless uh, Republic decides to take it up. No, anyway, it it, it is a banal corruption charges, criminality. The, these are things which are are inconsequential in Indian electoral politics. Hmm. Ironic, though, you know, considering that's what was his catapulted him to fame. Yeah, Samrat, what is your view? I think I, I agree that, uh, you know, a lot of the uh, sort of heat that Mr. Kejriwal faces now may be actually because of the hopes that he raised in the first place. I think a lot of people are disappointed. Uh, it is true also, I agree that, uh, you know, corruption may actually not be uh, as relevant as we would like it to be to electoral politics in India. Um, hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't have much else to say on this. But do you think, especially because uh, someone... Uh... He's, he's, see, he's, he's, it's too, it is also true that he lived by the sword and that he's dying by the sword. That is also true. Because I do remember that he, he, he would appear every few days to accuse, you know, a long roster of people of various misdemeanors, including, of course, corruption, ills, you know, criminality, all sorts of things. He Correct. got sued by Gadkari for that. I don't remember who else might have sued him. Arun so he, Jaitley. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so he has been sort of, you know, saying all sorts of things about all sorts of people without enough evidence to back those statements. And so now somebody's gone out and said something else in the same vein. So, so it is, in a, in a sense, it's, no, you know... But uh, I want to talk about the... His trick being turned on him. Uh, but, do you, but does it concern you that we have reached a level of hate or... Uh, and I'm just curious, why does Arvind, and I'm an interested party because, uh, you know, of my sympathy to him. What is so special about him that people who are journalists, who one would say are rational and would never say that use means that are blatantly undemocratic or even bordering on illegal, where you, you know, backdate a FCRA regulation to insulate the BJP and then on the same day send it are tolerant of such state use to crush someone where it could be them next. But somehow the hate for Arvind is so much that this doesn't bother them. This is my concern. And I'd like to know the panel. Do you think this is unique? Have you ever seen a situation where... No, but, uh, you know, Arvind Kejriwal made, made himself the sort of exemplar. He was the one who started with the whole thing. I am not going to stay in a... In an expensive bungalow, I'll find you know I'll stay in an no, apartment. I, I, no, no, I I'm get, I get why. No, no, I. On the, on no, the sorry, Samrat, my I'm question, to... my question isn't the dislike to him. Hmm. I'm saying, do you think this is unique that media is glossing over state use, whereas no matter who did it earlier, let's say Indira Gandhi used state to crush another party or another party used state to crush like 
Madhu wrote a whole book on Tehelka. You know, when uh, the NDA government completely crushed a news organization because they didn't like them. There is a certain satisfaction of state use in this particular crushing, which is quite consistent across media. I'm talking about that specifically. Does Do you think that's unique? And does that worry you? I don't know enough about, you know, the, the, the sort of the details. Uh, so it's not clear to me. I can't really comment. I think... Arvind Kejriwal, more than anything, first wanted to be loved like Modi was. Then he wants to be hated like Modi was. <laughs> so now he's stuck in between. But I, I do agree that, uh, for example, the FCRA thing that you brought about. You see, there are a lot of scary things that are happening, that this government is doing, that a lot of journalists are... I absolutely agree. Just, you know, letting it pass because mm. are constitutionally I mean, they have actually retrospectively, you know, done away with this FCRA. I mean, it is amazing. Like and the I, tax raid thing retrospectively going back to 1961. So it's not that no one's protesting about it. There are people. But the outrage is just, you know, I would say 10% of what it should be. Hmm. People are just resigned because, you know, you see our courts as well. I mean, you know, this thing of... I don't know, um, something has just settled. It's like a heavy stone, you know, it's just sunk down that uh, pessimism. When you see Supreme Court happen, and, you know, let's bring in uh, Madhu in this uh, Justice Karnan thing right now, this is the right moment. Yes. When you see Supreme Court making these judgments one upon another, you see, and I have, I have always had tremendous respect in Supreme Court. I've always felt it is the last bastion that is making this, you know, that's making this democracy work. And let me be honest, last six, seven months, I'm not proud of, sorry to say that, not proud of Supreme Court at all. Agree. So, um, regarding uh, this Justice Kanan, uh, I could not understand how the Supreme Court could like gag the media like this. And I'm so glad, I haven't read the report. Sorry, uh, Vardhan, did you quote that? Or Manisha, you quote that report, that they have actually violated the Supreme Court order? Have they done that, in fact? I mean, Indian Express has quoted him. The very next day, they did take quotes from him in the front page story. So they have effectively violated it. Because the the ruling says you cannot quote him. That's about it. Like you cannot you cannot be quoting him on anything. And there's an editorial so the Indian Express also has, in Indian Express. Indian Express as far as I remember, I may be wrong. Hmm. But it, the ruling is that you cannot quote his judgments. Because his judgments were also bizarre. So uh, that would uh, sound very frivolous, and, may, and that people make may make fun of you. Saddening days in so Indian So the Supreme democracy. Court is saying that a particular High Court judgments yeah. should not be quoted. Can you imagine? I don't think it was just judgments, huh, though. I'll just check I think actually. It was courts, but we'll, we'll but check it, it out. Let's by the end of this show. Imagine the Supreme Court Abhinandan saying this, and I remember in 2012, you know, when uh, Justice Altamas Kabir hmm. was asked, "Can ideas be banned?" Yeah. I remember uh, that. Punished. And he said, yes, ideas can be punished. I remember that. that so, was, you know. And more recently, they've told them that we, uh, in court... To, uh, Stand up for national anthem? No, no. Mm-hmm. Also that your body doesn't belong to you. Yeah. 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 That's not Supreme Court That is our... Uh, government. Uh, attorney, attorney, uh, attorney General. The yeah. government is telling us that our body does not belong to... We have no right over our body. There's the no government absolute does. right over There's our body. There's no right. absolute right over our bodies. Yeah. That was, okay, I'm going to what read a quick... What kind of statement is that? 
like uh, means it's already that you cannot uh, abort after a particular number Abortion. of months mm. so it's already there that was the context he was making but there was like a, a, a anand vardhan no, like to ask you that was related I mean, to aadhaar right. not according to abortion yeah, you know so technically you're right when your body you're not in absolute control because the there's government a, decides no, you can't compare abortion exactly. also, you can't also, compare abortion to aadhaar card also you no, no. Uh, also you cannot commit suicide but now so they've you, changed you it, don't right? ha- now you can it's not criminal offense yeah. yes Uh, just to just to clarify on that order the order says since the incident of contempt includes public statements and publication of orders made by the contemnor which were highlighted by the electronic and print media we are of the view that no further statements made by him should be published hereafter so i think the express has published statements judgments on no, the statements so i think also statements. what this means is that from now on yeah from now on because he's because every statement of his is trashing the supreme court yeah, exactly. i think that's why they're doing okay <coughs> i'm going to read this quick email This is to Madhu, Madhu Ma'am. But मैं एक चीज और कहना चाहूँगा. बोलिए. You know, there is that is why I have faith, and maybe we can bring that topic up as well. You see, there has to be something above the Supreme Court apart from the Indian Parliament. है ना? International Court of Justice. He's talking about God. भगवान. तो मानते ही नहीं उसे बॉस. अब हम क्या करें? Because कई बार मुझे अब ये लगने लगा है. मुझे पहले कभी नहीं लगता था. You know, I really felt. and when parliament actually overturned supreme court on shabano and on bank national i felt they are doing a grave injustice right many people said no parliament is the highest authority and i've always felt people who are experienced in the matters of law who are judges they are much more you know they're not non political whatever but now i feel you know Uh, what's going on in there fact, has to be something higher than the supreme court before i quickly i'm sorry may i sound like uh, no there's not necessary the parliament no is higher than the supreme there's court there's no essential no, no it's not essential to have somebody higher than the supreme court it's it's just if the supreme court was accountable and answerable and it isn't a contempt of court for for the media or people to question their judgments or their m- misadventures that's enough hmm This email uh, is from a fan of Madhu's, um, who I completely disagree with Madhu, and I'm hoping you will too, because this is what he says. He would like you to stop doing something, and I'm hoping you will not, just like I won't stop abusing, uh, even though it hurts people's. Okay, this letter is from Al Butina Sharja. Al Butina. I hope I pronounced your name correctly. Al Butin. Al Butin. Al Butin Sharja. Again. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> today is your friend Aubergine Bengen Okay so uh, Albatina says dear madhu ma'am i respect you and have listened to your show news on news laundry the show is very nice and much needed in today's time where mainstream media is so biased i really appreciate it but i have watched one of the episodes of clothes line news and political satire number 78 i will 78. not stop doing it and i have a reason for it stop doing what what are you saying fakwa are you new you've read this well no You could guess, yes, because it come from UAE. You had done racial profiling <laughs> in your mind. Okay, I'll read the rest of the email. I get lots of mails on that. To stop saying fakwa, where you keep using the word fakwa, which seems to be a mockery of the fatwa. I know many Muslim mulla gives anonymous fatwas, which is sometimes irrelevant. But because of their irrelevant fatwas on any X Y Z issue, the word fatwa should not be mocked to make it fakwa. Here is what fatwa means. In an Arab, it is an Arabic word, and it literally means opinion related to words in Arabic. Ar afta, which means to give an opinion, and yas tafti, which means to ask for an opinion. No one asks for my yas tafti, yeah, and no one wants my afta. Anyway, in fact, the Arabic countries, an opinion well, poll. You do, do give a lot of uh, fatwas. Let me say that. 
an opinion poll is called istifta which is simply a different form of the same word as you can see there is nothing sinister or scary about the word itself ma'am i respect you and humbly request you not to mock this word fatwa with fakwa this word has done nothing <laughs> it's the people who misuse it so sweet and i hope you being an intellectual and well qualified will consider my humble request albutina sharja okay thank you for your mail sharja uh, albutina thank you thank you very very much for your mail it's a very sweet request which i cannot uh, succumb to hmm. because i'll tell you i will make myself an honorary muslim woman for a moment if i was a muslim woman i would be fighting against the burqa against fatwas against women not being allowed in masjids i th- i am against pardas in in the hindu community as well i think these are all affronts to personal freedom not only of women but of men also so i think for me to um use that word in a way to express that it should not be taken seriously that fatwas should not be taken seriously or ordains from the pope or shankaracharyas or any more, um, um islamic uh, scholar or Hindu, cleric 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 uh, i i am against organized religion i think it is the most destructive force in the world so that is my position on it it is not said lightly it is a political position uh supporting muslim women who are made to do things which they should not have to suffer such as triple talaq and all the rest of it and also albutina i could just like to add that you know on news laundry um you'll s- i mean if this offends you i'm sure you haven't seen a lot of other stuff <laughs> oh, dear god <laughs> if you were to um no i can understand where she's coming I've, from no, no, because I get you come it. from a culture that is you're supposed to respect it but i'm saying that please don't respect what you're supposed to question everything and even if you do respect it to continue to but please don't expect everybody to that's my only concern cuz we ain't done nothing yet um in another couple of years you know we'll probably have done stuff that no one's done before in this country uh so you're beginning to sound like arnab yeah careful so, no other news channel has ventured like no so, other yeah. news so, channel and so, no, 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 no 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 not oof. news i'm just saying Watch it. pushing the limits of offense no you can't abhinandan we'll see anand we won't discuss it right now jab main kar dunga tab baat karne chhodo abhi but uh, albutina thank you so much he wants I to be hope, the next bill ma i hope you continue to uh, consume stuff on news journey and like what you think doesn't offend you and don't read the stuff that does but um, you know you're most welcome to ask people to change their view uh, at news laundry it's unlikely that'll happen but thanks so much for your support no okay. i'd be happy to change my view i'm open to changing my views but this one i cannot because for me it's a political stand huh. uh, for Misl- muslim women vardan aap bol rahe the by not reading also you can censor because india has a tradition of censoring things without reading also <laughs> so well uh, said this year this year sayed sahabuddin who was an uh, indian foreign service officer passed away he worked in the pmo and was close to rajiv gandhi and he is credited with being the most influential literary critic in the world because because he advertised he advised rajiv gandhi to ban satanic verses without reading it <laughs> so that was the ex- <laughs> so much and khushwan singh okay please keep your suggestions ready and anything you want to talk about please let me know um because uh, we're going to wind up so 
I just have one more subject I'd like to discuss. Uh, Madhu, Anand, Anand, Samrat, and Manisha. If there's anything else that you want to discuss, please point out. What last thing that I want to talk about, <coughs> and I tweeted rather unfairly, mockingly, was um, JNU's has appointed Madhu Kishwar <laughs> on the Arts Committee. Now, you know I laughed at it, and I had done this, you know, earlier rant about the right-wing intellectuals, and I Jaggi's had a lot of. Jaggi's written a piece on this today. I have. I've seen hmm. Jaggi's piece actually <coughs> on that. Now, he's objecting to it? No, no, he's saying that the liberal outrage is hypocritical and ridiculous. In fact, it says, JNU manufactures outrage over Madhu Kishwar's appointment to academic council. So what's new? How's and he's come with this, um, uh, with this uh, uh, particular phrase. I think he's getting influenced too much by Modi. It says, slobs. The slobs would... Oh, he's used it before. I did, okay, I've never yeah. seen it. He's, he's made two phrases. One is slobs, the other is kambakt. What is Kambhakt? Opposite of Bhakt. Kambhakt. Kambhakt is not the opposite of Bhakt. We all know that. So he said, I quote Jaggi, consider the headlines if the na- same had happened to one of the slobs, the secular left outrage brigades. Now, I think Jaggi is too high in the intellectual hierarchy to sound like Arnab and, you know, Arnab's clones. And unfortunately, this is happening and I'm wondering if it is the liberals who are responsible for pushing even the ones who were rational. And I'm just putting a question out there. I don't know which one it is. And because clubbing everyone who was not liberal into one category, that everyone has become like that. Or is it the only way you can get absorbed into the right-wing ecosystem is if you go all the way? So, sorry, that's just a question, no answers required. But regarding this, uh, <laughs> rega- regarding this... Uh, I, I think Jaggi is quite liberal, you know. And I think that's one of the reasons why you like him. He's quite liberal. Hmm. Uh, except that he he has an opinion on everything. And uh, Doesn't everybody? Well, sure. you know... <laughs> I mean, he, who doesn't? No. My uh, granddaughter does, come on. That's true. But, you know... You're, what are you saying? Me, me, you, and your granddaughter don't write two pieces every day. That's true. He you writes see? a lot. He has a tremendous. Uh, or maybe that's why he has to have an opinion. It could be the other way. Yeah. Atli, on this uh, liberal being pushed, how do you get absorbed into the right wing ecosystem? TR Vivek had a very nice piece in the caravan after his stint at the Swaraj, hmm. where he basically said, "And listen till you're bashing Nehru for everything. You're just, it's just not right." Enough. Yeah, I get that feeling that you know, if unless you you have to go all the way to be accepted. This whole big tent. But on Madhu Kishwar, I really don't know. Does she not? Like, I don't know well, look, her profile. I mean, like, is she has... not fit for this profile? Sorry, uh, or... Before we come to that, yeah. uh, Anand Vardhan has a view. You see, this untouchability of the right wing in JNU. First, she has all the qualifications to be there. In UPS time, she was appointed national professorship. Mm. which is a prestigious position in ICCSR, that mm. is Indian Council of Social Science Research. So that is has not been something given to her because of her association with uh, the particular regime of the day. So uh, secondly, some people have pointed out how she is associated with arts and aesthetics. She is a documentary filmmaker. So that qualifies her. So technicalities have been taken care of. Uh, now, the people who are expressing outrage have selective amnesia. Now, you see, Bipin Chandra was somehow made to be the grandfather of uh, 
modern Indian history by Congress regime, he whitewashed Indira Gandhi's emergency years with some <coughs> glowing tributes to her in his book India After Independence, as if it was a great period. And a, he was commissioned to write NCRT textbooks. He was the chairman of uh, National Book Trust. Uh, Irfan Habib uh, went to Oxford on a scholarship personally, over, um, personally overseen by Pandit Nehru. So the patronage, the pattern of patronage, the left of the center has much to explain. And in, in fact, the right-wing intellectuals are, uh, means they have uh, suffered <coughs> academic apartheid. Yeah, in fact, we had a long, uh, we had a detailed discussion on this two so, half hours ago. Yes, right? but I'd, I'd like to come uh, once mm. you finish, uh, Anand. I'd like to come in mm, quickly. You see, in 2011, in the Vice Regal Hall of Delhi University, Ramchand Guha, who is uh, a repetitive hack, so he, so he been kind to him. So he was delivering a lecture on um, which was actually a, a, a publicity stunt organized by Penguin Books for a very mediocre book which Mihir Sharma trashed as Wikipedia notes. Mm. So uh, makers of modern India. And word by word, he repeated the same thing that he said a day earlier in India International Center. And he somehow cracked same jokes and people laughed at it also. So now, after that talk, a person from Northeast asked him that, what about Nehru's policy in Northeast? You have not written enough on it, uh, either in uh, India after Gandhi or this book. And he said that you don't know your history well. That was his dismissive comment. So person who now decries that this government is most intellectual has a very selective cred hmm. idea. I'm one of them, but I'll explain. Huh, I'd, go I'd ahead. like to come in here. Although I, I have read India after Gandhi, and uh, maybe Goha hadn't said, you don't know history, maybe he would have said, you haven't read the book, because no, I haven't no, read the book. No, no, okay, I'm he, just, he, he, let me finish uh, what I'm saying. I'm being facetious. I have read the book. He has very detailed explanation of how the Northeast was bombed and the only time a country bombed its own people using its air force. It is there in the book. I don't know what book he's talking about. No, no. He, he quoted from the book, so you didn't. No, no, he, no, I'm saying I've read he I quoted from... I, I recall Ramaguha, in fact, writing about the problems that Nehru created with... No, so I don't know what see. he's saying. I'm telling you, no. I have read the book. Let me finish what I'm saying, Anand. I've read the book. In that, he has described what Nehru did in the Northeast and how our air force used to bomb the place. In very that was Indira Gandhi, he, not he, Nehru. Eyes, he, eyes he, all. He, he, 66. He, no, he Nehru said that you are very soft on Nehru. You yeah, are he very may be soft. But, but he, you are very mild. He quoted... He Possibly. Had, I'm he, not saying he's he not had, mild. He had brought a copy of the book. That's a separate he thing. Quoted he quoted from there. He may be mild. I think there is a, a recording of the event. Mm. You can see... Or no, no, I'm not may. saying that didn't happen. So, uh, I'm saying something else. 
I'm saying it is there in the book. That's all I'm saying. He didn't say that it's not in the there book. Mm. He said that you were very soft on Nehru. Ah, okay. Hmm. See, I mean, on first of all, on Guha, I have a running thread which I begin with stunned, hmm. which is okay. So, if uh, interested, can actually look through that. Plus, I've written a piece on Guha as well. Hmm. Uh, on the other thing, you see, I I agree with Anand Vardhan who said this, but here is the tragedy. What Anand is saying is that. if the left or the congress or the hack historians distortions they complain about the this government uh, being anti intellectual they are being hypocritical 100% correct but what about the wingless i believe i believe that this government in its appointees the people who's appointed i like the latest being icssr chief right it we are we have not only entered i can't say we've entered the age of unenlightenment because we have entered it probably from 1930s onwards 40s onwards but we are in it bjp is perpetuating it so this is the tragedy you see you can uh, people who are not being hypocritical they can complain now uh, you see one person i would like to add you rightly mentioned a lot of people like you know irfan habib and before that bipin chandra another person comes to mind is mridula who's Mukherjee, from yeah. yeah jnu she is an out and out emergency apologist in fact she was the head of nehru memorial library and there were like files that were burned okay now the point is uh, the congress when it says oh you're appointing someone else you can rightly say well you appointed this thing but i am saying this i am not from congress mm. and i am not from bjp or whatever i think it is absolutely shameful for bjp to perpetuate this because what happens is unless you identify the problem you will always have this thing carrying on because bjp is not going to be there 10 years from now 5 years from now congress will come in somebody else will come in they will start appointing the same thing someone is still even more dangerous that. even more dangerous than ideology means uh, divide between the appointees is the trend that uh, this bjp government set by appointing a bureaucrat to head an nehru memorial library right. so and pratap uh, anumeta left because of that right i i have talked about that in your piece yes so but uh, now Anand, now that 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 is uh, even more dangerous because uh, you are bringing people to centers of academic excellence uh, who are who have been administrators all their lives and uh, that somehow undermines the enthusiasm that people with academic interests would have but anand that is still better than having smriti irani in charge of mhrd right no right longer. yes not anymore what not expertise anymore. no i'm just saying yeah. the inclination yeah. yeah well of course uh, i'm saying samrat you you want to come in uh. Well, I mean, uh, I've been hearing what you're saying, and I, I think I, I kind of, I see the sense on, on both sides of this argument, if you like, because uh, I kind of uh, do feel that, uh, you know, it's been a thing with me. I keep saying that you can't have freedom of expression without freedom of thought. And what is the meaning of freedom of thought if you're going to have only, you know, a, a left school of thought? For example, hmm. that seems to be the situation in Jain. Hmm. It's a great university, but it does not seem to encourage diversity of world views it seems to encourage only a particular world view i would right. say the same for the rss actually and the bjp they don't seem to uh, you know have enough uh, uh, sort of generosity to allow uh, talent 
of differing worldviews than their own space. But so they're trying to fill fill places with their own people. They're putting in their own own uh, sort of family retainers, you know, Sangh family retainers. Earlier, Congress would put Nehru family, Nehru Gandhi family retainers. It's it's more of the same. Uh, you are going to get more of the you know of of the same sort of poor quality that we've been stuck with, or worse. But in all, it's for example, the late the, I don't the, know. They, these fellows call themselves, you know, great great patriots. They're not doing the country any favor by running down institutions and ruining them. You see, the latest ICSSR chief, hmm. who's just been appointed, hmm. he says caste system was invented by the British. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, what that. can be uh, yeah. you know more calamitous than that? But I mean, it's like it's appalling that interview and express. How, how can you appoint someone who says this? That the ICSSR chief said that Ram is not. Is is a historical thing. You don't, you know. I just need to believe in it. That is proof enough. Yeah. I think he wrongly worded his statement, but uh, at the we can take it only at the face value. What he meant was that uh, the communal award of 1932, uh, it uh, with uh, the depressed classes, it institutionalized uh, uh, caste system in government entitlements. And that, uh, that is the point he was trying to make, but it was a badly worded well, statement. But he's, come he's, he's not the only one, Anand Vardhan. I have proof of 19, uh, sorry, 2015. RSS people, many RSS people have actually said exactly the same thing. That it is the invaders and the, uh, uh, you know, the Britishers who brought upon the caste system. Yeah, but, yeah and but, he's not talking about government appointments. He's saying that the, the caste, the intra-Hindu societal no exploitation no, is a non-Hindu factor. It's an institutionalization so he meant. But but I think what Samrat said, just one distinction I want to make is, I, you know, I think Samrat, you said that, you know, JNU doesn't encourage diversity of thought and neither does the RSS. I just think the JNU needs to, the RSS doesn't need to. The JNU is a university, RSS is not a university. RSS is more this like is a... True. It's, a, it's like RSS a military. Is, the, the RSS is not a university. RSS has some influence on the BJP. Maybe how, how much is always sure. a matter of debate and doubt. But... Uh, uh, yeah, you know, I, the the thing is that them appointing only people of their of their sort okay, of world like that oh, without using merit as a principle. Where does meritocracy go? Why don't we have a meritocracy? That is okay, my okay. argument. I I got that. Okay, I thought you meant that it has to encourage diversity of thought within the organization. I, I, they're not. No, 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 no. I I meant that's that not they, their mandate. They're now appointing people, so they should encourage meritocracy as the operating principle rather than continuing with family retainers of Sangh family or Nehru Gandhi family as the case means. But let me also say, you know, Pratap Bhanu Mehta has been appointed as a vice chancellor and a lot of people were congratulating him, rightly so. But they're also saying, oh, he joins an excellent university. Six months ago, I think Khurafati uh, journalist, Yardhika Chopra, she has written many pieces on this that they actually castigated. Yeah, they, they castigated a guy who was against the government. Yes, but yeah, but you know, he had a position on Kashmir. Yes, but no, but uh, th- there's a technicality there, and I, I do think the liberal media kind of played that to their advantage. He used the university's name, and you know they had signed some letter about Kashmir or something, and as part of. I mean, a collective, I don't know whether the students' union, basically representing the university. You know, he said, you want to write a letter, you write as, you know, Abhinandan Sekri. But I can't say, as news laundry, this is opposition. 
I don't think he said that. that. Is, uh, I think he just signed a letter. Yes, yeah, I think Aruna who had done a mm, report on it in Mint hmm. and he said same that you are saying that it, the, there was a university direction against using university's name. Yes. So you can do... You can do what you want. I think the university's name But he was blah, 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 professor at Ashoka University. So, I mean, that was his designation. So, I mean, I don't know, but... It, I can uh, say Manisha... Uh, and also, uh, so... Well, uh, sorry, go ahead. Yes. Uh, okay, I have written on it, so I cannot... You can, uh, what I am saying that it's a... Uh, it's a uh, it explores possibilities of uh, promoting excellence in private space, hmm. and uh, that's why it's a point of departure. Right. And uh, point of departure, and his experiences with the public institutions have not been so good. So, uh, anyway, you can read the piece. And one last 10 second thing, when you talk of liberal university, please include science. Okay. Hmm. So, for example, Nalanda University also, there is no basic sciences included. This Ashoka University, there is no basic sciences included. In JNU, there is 75% more arts faculties than their scientists. So, I mean, we have to take a look at each other. Sir, what do you need to study IIT? What do you need to study? No. What do you need to study? that everyone that I used to sit and smoke a cigarette with said, I'm a documentary filmmaker. Rolling a camera and putting it on the editing table and churning it out, unfortunately, qualifies you to say, I'm a documentary filmmaker. Uh, I've seen her work. She's not a filmmaker. So, uh, I'm just saying. Uh, no, just <laughs> you have to watch the film to judge it. No, no, you can say she's a bad filmmaker. You can say she's a bad filmmaker, but you can't say she's not she's a filmmaker. But what I'm saying is that is not, uh, all I'm saying is that is the not. The previous appointees were not very outstanding Maybe artists. Not. I'm not saying, I don't know them. <laughs> I don't know them. So, I'm talking about someone who I do know. But the point I was making was this. Temperamentally, she may have been great. She's not at her peak. And I'm being kind. Just like when the BJP put... She's not at her peak. When you talk about somebody that old... <laughs> no, I'm just saying... You say, no, Madhu's not at her peak. No, I guess not. No, I would... No, it's not about age. I'm saying I would still get a lawyer like, say, Ram Malani. He's definitely not at his peak. But dude, he knows his shit. Hmm. Okay? I'm One saying... The- One sec. Kiran Bedi is not at her peak. I have had very close interactions with Kiran Bedi. They had put her as chief minister of Delhi. Okay? You give Kiran Bedi that kind of position, you see, there's no polite way of saying it, but they would not pass all robust tests of 
complete mental faculty is what I'm saying. What are you talking about? Then you have an exaggerated view of the previous appointees. I would just like to, I would like to quote and unquote, you're continuing saying, then you have an exaggerated view of previous. Have I even mentioned a previous appointee? I don't understand that debate. It, it becomes like a Twitter level thing. I'm talking about the person I know. I have no clue who they were. They were probably worse. And you can enlighten us on that. But irrespective of what they were, doesn't make my observation on these people any less. I would like the conversation to be at that level. Because I don't know who they were. I mean, how can you say I have an exaggerated level of the... Okay, how has my um, uh, uh, judgment of them been exaggerated? Have I even pronounced a judgment on them? No, precedents are important. No, they're not. I'm talking about a, Let a specific person. A yeah, go for it. I am saying precedents are important for evaluation of an institution. I am not an evaluating the institution. Norms. I am evaluating yes, the individual. Yes, an academic council is an institution. I am talking about the individual. I spoke about Madhukishwar. I spoke about Kiran Bedi. How am I evaluating the institution? What I am saying that objections uh, uh, are not valid to her appointment. That is my limited argument. Okay. That was not mine. I said, this is what I think of the person. Now, in... Um, you know, Kiran Bedi, I'm giving a chief, uh, you know, here. She has already, as governor of Puducherry, twice given an interview saying what Delhi should do. They should dismiss X, they should dismiss Y. <laughs> I'm just saying, it is, but yeah, maybe I was unfair. That's the point I was making. Yeah, I mean, it's your judgment, fair enough. But, you know, I, I think uh, Madhu Kishwar, in that sense, uh, I would call her an academic uh, and I would have continue to do so had I not seen her Twitter timeline. <laughs> Let's put it this way. So many people, I, I would, you know, I would probably say many scholars, erstwhile scholars or present scholars, please don't get on Twitter. You know, sometimes it's, you know, probably not. I don't know whether Samrat agrees with so me Mr. or not. Mr. Mehta just tweets his articles, yes, but nothing else. Exactly. <laughs> Samrat, exactly. your view? It's very clever that way. Um, I think she, she gave a quote to scroll, no, where she put it very nicely. She said she is not some dhobi or chat papri wali, uh, which she is definitely not. Um, she, I mean, she she does have some academic does, does credentials. Does that sound a bit so snobbish? She's right for this job. I don't know and whether she is the best person for the job is actually what the question ought to be. Hmm. It should be that the best person really. should get the job. But she was very gracious. Of, you know, she said, uh, you know, of their political affiliation, or, or, you know, anything else for that matter, any other extraneous consideration. Yeah, and she was very gracious. She said, you, could have criti you can criticize me if I was appointed the chairman of ISRO. All right. Hmm. But, you know, on the other hand, you have, again, I'm falling into, I'm not falling, I'm conscious of not falling into Anand Vardhan's trap, which is a rightful thing. But Guha, for example, BCCI mein usko bana diya. What hmm, is the experience correct. he has? BC, absolutely. Right? So you find so many past precedences, but we have to look at the present one. But Manushi, her magazine, uh, I have read a few copies because when I went to interview her, I had read. That magazine was pretty kick-ass, especially for oh, its back time. in the day. 30 years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was. It, I mean, I read about three or four episodes. It had some pretty awesome stuff. And, see, and she took some rather brave positions at that time. Very. And she argued them out well. I'm just saying today when you have a conversation with her, you don't feel you're with a person who's all there. And That's her work on Delhi Rickshaw Wallas. Yes. yes. In fact, the film I saw was yes. on the... On the rickshaw pullers of Delhi. of Delhi. High Court also took notice yes. of that. Yeah. By the way, as we speak, Republic TV has tongue Lashkar. Their oh. latest thing is on Lashkar-e-Taiba. Excellent. Interesting. Okay. What, financial? No. 
Suggestions for the week, uh, Anand. Manu Joseph's piece in Mint on Immortality. Oh, okay. If if uh, rich can afford immortality, what cost it will have for poor? So. No, oh, and my recommendation is uh, John Oliver's uh, piece on net neutrality, as well as his stuff on um, uh, the latest one. The last week tonight, correct? I have two suggestions. Um, one is. the amazing brainchild of uh, the person uh, the awj sitting next to me um, manisha awj hmm. her a video the suggestion on which the video was made about sudhir choudhary might sue <laughs> <laughs> might sue manisha i was also going to suggest yeah. that so that was uh, yeah please watch that yeah please our watch that and love. also our wel- where, our where welcoming sudhir exposes back. fake news <laughs> hmm. that was brilliantly done that was absolutely and also our manisha um, uh video welcoming uh are not back okay and the second who was, who session is responsible for that who kartik and shubham and, and the brilliant interns that we have who researched on it the names being sankalita arunima and the boy what's his name <laughs> very nicely Saha. put together we call boy. them the interns and the boy That's you know that is kind of racist and classist <laughs> <laughs> to call interns? an intern a boy is very arakyu she's mad about the boy <laughs> but and the, the second suggestion is yeah. um, please go home tonight dear listeners and uh, close your eyes have a glass of whatever you like and uh, listen for the next 1 hour and 30 minutes to the marriage of farago mozart's of oh, oh that's a nice recommendation hmm. uh, i have I a suggestion i did say farago not figaro <laughs> <laughs> okay i am going to suggest su- suggest suggest a nice multimedia report from kashmir written by Suhas Munshi for News 18. I think it's it's really captures the current rage situation there. And uh, I'll uh, second Anand on his recommendation on Sudhir Chaudhary's video that we did. Okay, my recommendation is uh, it's a side edit on Indian Express on the day of the day after the Supreme Court gagged any coverage of this. I think it's a very important piece, and I wish it had been written by a person who would have got. more eyeballs and be like a jaggi or a pratap banu mehta or anand vardhan or anand ranganathan your pieces get read a lot you know because an a known named piece doesn't get that kind of it's very important to raise and rage because while there is enough pushback by people you know like me if you know the government in power does anything to gag us and by people you know on the right of the spectrum if you know but the supreme court getting away with this is very troublesome and i think that's a very important piece everyone should read you, you say one thing it is also for visual blowing see uh, in satyan dubey's case he wrote the uh, letter to prime minister vajpay and uh, it was somehow leaked hmm. and uh, he eventually got killed yes and this uh, um, judge writes to the prime minister's office actually he wrote to prime minister's office and uh, and uh, it should have been kept there he was talking about corruption in uh, uh, judiciary right. now how it got to the supreme court maybe there was some technicality involved uh, but uh, that does not do anything good for whistle blowing yes i had one more recommendation by uh, there was this article written by a karachi based journalist called ahmer nakvi for brown paper back he's reviewed republic it's really hilarious okay So uh, any more suggestions? Oh, yeah, photo, oh yes, photo, one photo essay. 
done with a wonderful text by a Pakistani photojournalist uh, in Dawn about the Hindu Hindus in Pakistan and some rather horrendous stories about young Hindu girls in Pakistan. Okay. And the photographs are beautiful. Anand Ranganathan, you were saying? No, sorry. I just remembered maybe one very quick suggestion. Krishna, who used to work for Caravan, is, uh, and I forget the person he's, he's written this piece with. He's actually interviewed a Bangladeshi blogger. Okay. Uh, Indian Express. So that's a very Express. important, very important piece. Okay. It's, it's, uh, hi, your, your suggestion, Samrat? No, I'm saying I, I enjoyed watching your Welcome Back to Arnab video. As far as reading is concerned, I don't think I've read any uh, any piece this week that I would really like to recommend. But then again, you know, over here, my reading is also, the, the reading is changing. Okay, so, so it's very regional specific. Huh? It's very region specific. Now you're reading only about the local issues. It's becoming more local, yeah. It's becoming more local and regional. Thanks so much, Samrat. We look forward to your next pieces. And uh, when you're in Delhi, swing by and say hi. Thank you all for listening to us. Uh, Do subscribe, support independent media. If you don't like us, support independent media of your choice. But unless the public pays, the public will not be served. Only advertisers will be served. And the song for the week is basically, since we've been talking so much about God, uh, I just thought I'd play this. And if tomorrow Anand realized that it was him. <laughs> hey, Darwin. What if God was one of us? Just a slob like one of us. Just a stranger on the bus trying to make his way home. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.